verse number 118. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ وَقَالَ And he said, who? الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Those people who do not know. Those people who do not know, they say something. What do they say? لَوْ لَا يُكَلِّمُنَ اللَّهِ Why does Allah not speak to us? أَوْ تَأْتِينَا آيَةً Or why does a miracle not come to us? Who says this? People who don't know. What does it mean by this? That they don't know. These are people who don't have knowledge of revelation. Meaning they don't have knowledge of the scripture. Remember I mentioned to you earlier that there were Ahlul Kitab, people who had the scripture, meaning the Torah, the Injil. And then there were people who the scripture never reached them. And these were who? The people of Arabia. So the people of Arabia, they used to say to the Prophet ﷺ, the mushrikun, they used to say that, لَوْلَا يُكَلِّمُونَ اللَّهِ I mean, why does Allah not talk to us? يُكَلِّمُ is from kalam. Kalam is speech. And يُكَلِّمُ from the root letters kaf, lam, meme. How come Allah doesn't speak to us? أَوْ تَأْتِينَ آيَةً Or how come some big fancy miracle doesn't come to us? We want that Allah should talk to us the way He talks to His angels. And we want that a big miracle should come to us just as, you know, Prophet Musa performed huge miracles. Just like that, we want to see some big miracles happening in front of us. This is what they say. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَذَلِكَ قَالَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ Before we continue, is there anything wrong in making this request? It's not a request actually, it's an objection. Why doesn't Allah talk to us? I want that Allah should speak to me directly if a person says that. Is there anything wrong in that? Hmm? You see, you should make demands or requests that suit your position. You understand? Like for example, if you say things like, you know what, I'm going to go give the president of such and such country a piece of my mind. I'm going to teach him a lesson. You could say that all you want, but... Can you? Can you reach there? Can you? I mean, there are different people who have certain licenses and certain rights, but even they cannot reach there. So how can you reach there? You understand that? So for a person to say, why does Allah not speak to us? I want Allah to talk to me. Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking to someone, this is a privilege. This is a privilege. This is a huge honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give to those servants that He is pleased with. Where? In the hereafter. Right now, in this life, He's testing us. That do we make ourselves worthy of that position or not? So to say, why does Allah not speak to us? This is pure arrogance. I mean, who do you think you are? That you want that the Lord of the universe should directly talk to you. You see, people said this basically. Why? in order to deny the Prophet ﷺ. They said that, well, if revelation comes to you, then God should also speak to us. He should also directly inspire us. This is what they said at one point. At another point they said that, you know what, the Qur'an or the scripture should be written and sent to us in a written form. But the thing is that these people were making this demand that the book should come to them in a written form when they could not read a word themselves. You understand? They were unlettered. They did not know how to read or write. And they were saying that Allah should send us a book in a written form. So here, 
in that same arrogance, they said, Allah should talk to us. And Allah should show us big miracles. So that we know that He is there. Allah says, كَذَلِكَ قَالَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ People before them said the exact same thing. This is nothing new. Ancient people also made the same demand. You know, for example, there are some people who say that, you know what, if God is there, I want a physical proof of that. I want to see Him. For example, why does He have to try so hard to hide from us? Some people say things like that. This is nothing new. You know what Fir'aun said thousands of years ago? He said to Haman, his worker or his chief, that build a huge fortress so that I can go up on it and look at the God of Musa. I want to go up and see who is this God. I want to see him. Remember the Bani Israel when Musa brought them to Torah, what did they say? Arinallaha Jahra. Show us Allah. So don't get afraid of people who say things like this. I want to see God. If I see God, I will believe in him. This is nothing new. Thousands of years ago, people made the same demand. كَذَلِكَ قَالَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ مِثْلَ قَوْلِهِمْ Similar to their statement. Now, you know how it is said, great minds think alike? Small minds also think alike. Alright? They also think alike. You know, people who are similar, they think in the same way. So now you would think that today, for example, with all of the knowledge and advancement that people have made, you know, their thinking should be much more superior compared to the people before us. But what do we see? They're thinking along the same lines. They're making the same demands. So really, not much has changed. So كَذَلِكَ قَالَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ مِثْلَ قَوْنِهِمْ They said the exact same thing. Just with a slight difference of vocabulary maybe, but the demand was the same. Why? تَشَابَهَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Their hearts resemble each other. تَشَابَهَتْ From the root letters, شِينْ بَهَا To be similar. So تَشَابَهَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ And قُلُوب is a plural of قَلْب. Their hearts are similar. Meaning, the hearts of these people are filled with pride. And the hearts of people who came thousands of years before them, who made the same demand, are also filled with pride. It's out of pride and denial that a person would make such a demand. I want to see him. Once I see him, then I will believe in him. Once he talks to me, then I will listen to him. تَشَابَهَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ But then, you know, you wonder, okay, if a person really wants to be convinced, should they not be given a chance? You know, should their requests not be honored so that, you know, they can be convinced of the truth? Allah says, قَدْ بَيَّنَّ الْآيَاتِ لِقَوْمِ يُقِنُونَ قَدْ already بَيَّنَّ We have made clear from the root letters, بَيَّنُونَ What have we made clear? الْآيَاتِ Signs, plural of ayah. They ask for an ayah. Allah says, we have made many ayat clear. We have demonstrated numerous signs, multiple signs, many, many signs. But they will benefit who? لِقَوْمِ يُقِنُونَ For a people who have conviction, for a people of faith. What does this mean? A person does not need to see something super extraordinary to know that there is a God. A person does not need to see a very strange and unique miracle to believe in God. There are many signs. 
But those signs will only benefit those who want to see them. Has it ever happened that somebody tells you, can you bring my phone from the room? And you say, oh, where is it? Like, it's somewhere in my room, just check. They're like, okay. So you go, you don't want to. So you have to go because you can't say no because saying no is so rude. So you go and you're like, oh, I don't see it. So you go back and you're like, I didn't see it. Why didn't you see it? Because you weren't really looking for it. Isn't it? If you really wanted to get it, then you would certainly find it. You would check. Okay, typically, where do people put their phones? Under the pillow? Where do people typically hide their phones? So you would look at those spots. You would find it because you want to find it. And when you don't want to find it, even the most obvious things will go unnoticed. So, قَدْ بَيَّنَّ الْآيَاتِ لِقَوْمِ يُقِنُونَ Now in the Qur'an, in Surah Al-Isra, in Surah Al-Isra, verses 90 to 93, we learn that the people of Arabia, the mushrikeen, they said to the Prophet wasallam, I'll read these verses to you. They said, وَقَالُوا لَن نُؤْمِنَ لَكَ حَتَّى تَفْجُرَ لَنَا مِنَ الْأَرْضِ يَنْبُوعًا They said, we're never going to believe in you until you break the ground open. Meaning, you cause springs to gush out of the ground. Once we see these springs gushing out of the ground, we'll believe in you. Really? Do you need to see water coming out of the earth to believe in a prophet? Or do you need to pay attention to what he's saying? They said, أَوْ تَكُونَ لَكَ جَنَّةٌ مِّن نَخِيلٍ Or you should have a garden of date palms. وَعِنَبٍ and grape wines. فَتُفَجِّرَ الْأَنْهَارَ خِلَالَهَا تَفْجِيرًا And then you make rivers gush forth within them in force. This is what we want to see. Then we will be convinced. Then they said, أَوْ تُسْقِطَ السَّمَاءَ كَمَا زَعَمْتَ عَلَيْنَا كِسَفًا أَوْ تَأْتِيَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ قَبِيلًا They said, or you make the sky fall down upon us in pieces, like cause things to fall on us from the sky, or you bring Allah and the angels in front of us. When we see them, yes, we will believe in you. أَوْ يَكُونَ لَكَ بَيْتٌ مِّن زُخْرُفٍ أَوْ تَرْقَى فِي السَّمَاءِ Or you should have a house of gold. Hmm? Or you should go up into the sky. وَلَن نُؤْمِنَ لِرُقِيِّكَ حَتَّى تُنَزِّلَ عَلَيْنَا كِتَابًا نَقْرَأُهُ And we'll never believe in you until you bring a book to us that we can read. These people didn't know how to read a word. And they wanted a book that they could read. قُلْ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّي هَلْ كُنْتُ إِلَّا بَشَرَ الرَّسُولَ Say, سُبْحَانَ رَبِّي Am I not just a messenger, a human messenger? So we see that the people of Arabia, they made these demands. They wanted to see all these fancy miracles, but these were just excuses. These were just excuses. Because has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already shown us many miracles? Yes. I mean, just look at your own self. You look at your own hand. Just reflect on your life. Look at the sky. Look at the change of the seasons. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Yunus 101, Look at all that there is in the skies and the earth. All of these are what? Ayat. All of these are miracles, signs that prove that there is a God who's merciful, who cares about you, who's made all of this for a reason. And then when everything is functioning according to certain rules, then what about the human being? 
Should he not have certain rules? Who's going to give those to him? The one who made him. And that is what the Qur'an is. That is why he has sent the prophets. But Allah says, وَمَا تُغْنِي الْآيَاتُ وَالنُّذُرُ عَنْ قَوْمٍ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ But miracles and warnings do not benefit a people who don't believe. They don't benefit them. You could give them a thousand proofs. You could show them many miracles. They're not going to believe. Did Fir'aun believe because he saw the stick of Musa salam turn into a snake? Did he believe? Did Fir'aun say, Oh, I believe, I believe. Did he say that? No. Did he believe when he saw the hand of Musa salam glowing and shining? No. Did Fir'aun believe when he saw the sea split? No, he did not. Did the people at the time of Isa salam believe when Isa salam made a bird out of clay? And then the bird became alive and started flying. Did they believe in him? No. So we see that you don't have to see a miracle in order to believe. You need to have that desire, that intention inside your heart. If you have that, then everything will serve as a miracle. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ بِالْحَقِّ Indeed, we have sent you with the truth. Arusalnaka from the root letters, Rasin Lam. We have sent you, O Prophet ﷺ, with the truth. How? Bashiran, as one who brings good news. Wanadiran, and as someone who is bringing warning. You have been sent with the truth. The Quran is the truth. And then you have been sent to give good news to people. Good news for who? For those who do good, for those who believe. Nadira. To convey warning. For who? For those who reject and do wrong and disobey Allah. Meaning your job is to convey the message. Openly and clearly. Without changing it, without watering it down, say the truth as it is. Bashiran wa nadira. Wala tus'alu an ashab al-jaheem. Wala and not tus'alu, you will be asked. Tus'alu is from Sin Hamzalam. You will not be questioned. عَنْ أَصْحَابِ الْجَحِيمِ About the people of the blaze. Ashab is the plural of sahib. Sahib is who? Companion or inmate. And jahim, hellfire. You will not be asked about people who end up in hell. What does it mean? Your job is to convey, not to convince. And if people reject, that's not your problem. You can only inform. You cannot force people. You can only inform and convey and leave the decision to the people. And if they choose to be of the Ashabul Jahim, that's not your responsibility. That's not your fault. وَلَا تُسْأَلُوا عَنْ أَصْحَابِ الْجَحِيمِ Now, you see the word Jahim. What is Jahim? Hellfire. Jahim is from the root Jin Hamim. And Jahim basically is when the fuel of a fire, of a burning fire, is increased. And as it is increased, what will happen? The fire will also increase. Have you ever seen, like for example, there's a fire burning and people pour more oil into it or something? What happens? The moment you add more oil or more fuel, what happens? It becomes even more. Maybe you've seen on the grill, on the barbecue, if you put something really oily, as soon as you put it and it drips, what happens? Do you see flames coming out? This is jaham. That when a fire is increased, 
it becomes very intense. This is jahim. Ashab al-jahim, you will not be asked about them. It's not your job to force them to believe. We learn in Surah Al-Shu'ara, verse number 48, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِنْ أَعْرَضُوا فَمَا أَرُسَلْنَاكَ عَلَيْهِمْ If these people turn away, then we have not sent you over them as a hafiz. Who is hafiz? A guardian. Someone who is supposed to ensure that things are done properly. and So that's not your job. Your job is to just convey. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَن تَرْضَى And never will they be pleased with you. Anka with you. Tarda is from the root letters رَضَادِيَ رَضِيَ to be pleased, to be happy. Who will never be happy with you? Anka الْيَهُودُ وَلَا النَّصَارَى Neither the Yahud nor the Christians. Nasara plural of Nasrani. They will never be happy with you. They will never approve of you 100%. Yes, there will be times when they will cooperate with you, etc. But that doesn't mean that they will 100% approve of you, agree with you, and as a result, fully support you. Yes, there will be times when they will join with you for another cause, but they will never fully approve of you. There will always be some people who will have a problem with you. Like for example, there will be times when they will criticize certain parts of your religion. They will say that yes, you have the right to pray, etc. But they will criticize your book. Why does your book mention this? Why does the Qur'an mention this? Why are these laws given in Islam? They will criticize you. They will not be fully happy with you. And you see, this is something normal. There are people who will agree with you and there are people who will disagree with you. And then there are people who will agree with you like 80% of the time, but then 20% of the time, they will not agree with you. Correct? You can never have people who will agree with you 100% always. Even your mom, your mom, will she differ with you? Will she disagree with you? Like for example, you put on a shirt and she says, aren't you getting ready? Like, I just got ready. Like, you're not wearing that. Of course, I am wearing this right now. But, you know, her choice is different. You say something with a certain choice of words, and she disagrees with that. Why do you have to say it like that? Why do you have to say that? Can't you say something nice? They're like, it is supposed to be nice. So there's different reasons why people disagree with you. The point is that people will disagree with you. Now, When it comes to the matter of religion, when it comes to what you believe in, when it comes to how you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you have to do what Allah wants you to do. When it comes to your shirt, can you say, okay, fine, you know what? I'll wear what you want me to wear, mom, this time. I know somebody who never wears makeup. But there was an occasion where they were told, you must wear makeup. And she said, okay, if you pay me, I'll wear it. So they were paid hourly. You know that? By the hour, they were, I don't know if it actually the deal went through, but this is what I was informed of, that they were being paid hourly. So, okay, you know, you don't like something, people want you to do it, you're like, fine, you know what, I'll do it. You just be happy. But if somebody has a problem with your salah, 
somebody has a problem with your being a Muslim. Somebody has a problem with you believing in Muhammad wasallam, following his sunnah. Someone has a problem with you wearing the hijab. Someone has a problem with you reading the Qur'an, believing in the Qur'an. Are you going to say, okay, fine, 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 don't be mad at me. I'll just do what you want me to do. Fine, I won't believe in this. Fine, I won't pray salah. Fine, I won't read Qur'an. Fine, I reject this part of the Qur'an. Can you do that? No. Because if you do that, then you're no longer believing the way you should. Your belief is not okay anymore. So, there are some people who will never be happy until you follow their ways. They want you to follow their way. They don't want you to have your own identity. They don't want you to have your own way of life or thinking. They want you to be like them. When it comes to food, when it comes to coffee, when it comes to juice, when it comes to clothing, you know, small things, okay. But when it comes to matters of religion, you can't forget who you are, who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to be. قُلْ Say, إِنَّ هُدَى اللَّهِ هُوَ الْهُدَى Say that indeed, هُدَى Allah, guidance of Allah, meaning the guidance that Allah has given, the guidance that Allah has revealed, هُوَ الْهُدَى It is the guidance. That is real guidance. Because the Yahud claimed, we are upon the truth, so you better follow us. The Nasara said, we are upon the truth, so you better follow us. Remember the beginning of the lesson? وَقَالَتَ الْيَهُودُ لَيْسَتِ النَّصَارَ عَلَى شَيْءٍ وَقَالَتَ النَصَارَ لَيْسَتِ الْيَهُودُ عَلَى شَيْءٍ They said that we are upon the truth, everybody else is wrong. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala further clarifies that they're not going to be happy until you become like them. So should you become like them? No. You should become like who? Like what? Like the person that Allah wants you to be. And how do you do that? You look at what Allah has said. You look at what Allah has commanded. You follow the guidance that Allah has sent. That is real guidance. Not what people claim. إِنَّ هُدَى اللَّهِ هُوَ الْهُدَى وَلَئِنْ And surely if اِتَّبَعْتَ أَهْوَاءَهُمْ If you were to follow their desires. Ahwa is the plural of the word hawa. Hawawiya. What is hawa? Desire. Like a lowly human desire. Hawa basically is to fall down. وَالنَّجْمِ إِذَا hawa To fall down, to come down. And when you follow your desire, what does it mean? You are not following your principles anymore. You're falling, you're slipping. This is hawa. So if you were to follow the desires of these people, بَعْدَ الَّذِي جَاءَكَ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ After knowledge has come to you, مَا لَكَ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِنْ وَلِيٍّ وَلَا نَصِيرٍ Then you will not have any helper, any protector against Allah. No one can save you from Allah's punishment then. So in this part of the verse, what is happening? We are being forbidden from following the desires of people. And we are being commanded to follow the guidance of Allah. You see, one is Huda. What is Huda? Guidance. And the other is Hawa. What is Hawa? What is Hawa? Desire. One is the guidance that Allah has sent. And the other is the desire of people. Now sometimes you're put in a situation where you have to choose between the two. 
Should I do what Allah has commanded me to do or should I do what people want me to do? Like for example, you're in a certain situation. We learned earlier, no matter where we are, where we go, we are still Allah's servant. Allah is before us, so we should be careful. Now, in that situation, perhaps people are saying things and they expect that you should also speak in that same manner. Like for example, they're talking bad about a certain individual. So they want you to chip in. They want you to participate. What is Allah's huda in this situation? What do you do? Backbite? No. What is the hawa of the people? What is their desire? What do they want? That you should also contribute to the conversation. You should also say something nasty about the other individual. You should also say something bad. So now, you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like this. So what should you do? Choose the huda or the hawa? What should you do? Huda. And if you ignore the huda, you ignore Allah's command, and you follow the desire of people, what does Allah say? You will have no one to protect you and help you against Allah. Meaning then you are inviting God's punishment. And when you invite Allah's punishment, who can protect you from it? Who can? Nobody can. Meaning you are guilty. You are guilty. Now I gave you one situation in which we have to choose between either huda or hawa. You think of a situation where we have to choose between huda or hawa. What other situations are there that we face in our daily lives when we have to choose between huda and hawa? So for example, you're at your friend's house and uh, everybody's playing video games or you're playing games with them and now it's time to pray. They want you to keep playing. Why? Because, you know, the game is intense. They don't want to stop. They don't want to break. But it is also time to pray. And it's maghrib. And it's getting delayed. It's already been 20 minutes. 25, 30. What do you do now? Huda or hawa? Huda or hawa? Think about it. And if we leave the huda and follow the hawa, then what's going to happen? We are guilty. We're putting ourselves in danger. You happen to be at work or you happen to be at school. It's time to pray and they're not letting you pray. Hmm? They're not letting you pray. Then what do you do? You know Sheikh Yahya Ibrahim, he shared a very interesting story. You mentioned that once he had to give Jumu'ah somewhere. right? He had to give the khutbah, lead the salah, everything. There was nobody else to give Jumu'ah and he had an exam at the same time. So he requested you know, if some accommodation could be made, but because it was kind of last minute, no accommodation was made for him. So basically, he had to give Jumu'ah and write his exam both at the same time. You can't be in two places at the same time, right? So he said, okay, Allah is first. So he went for Jumu'ah, literally. At the time of his exam, he went for Jumu'ah. Let the prayers, rushed to take his exam. Few minutes left, and all he could do was just you know, you get that sheet where you just circle the correct answer. So all he could do was just that. He just did it, you know, whatever he could. You know, he read the first question. I think the answer was A, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So A, C? Was it C? Okay, C. The second one, C. The third one, C. He's like, you know what? C, 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 C. All of them, he just marked C. And he got 100%. <laughs> and his professor was like, what did you do? How did you figure this out? Because it was the first time they tried this. And they said, never again. 
did they do this again where every answer was the exact same letter. So this is the thing when you choose Huda over Hawa, you are choosing who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over the rest of the people. And when you're choosing Allah, Allah will help you, He will protect you. And when you choose Hawa, then no one can protect you and help you against Allah. You see, peer pressure is real. Right? At school, for example, you see people doing things. Everybody is doing it. Everybody is saying it. And if you were to do it, you would clearly oppose Allah's command. You would clearly oppose Huda. If you were to say it, you would clearly oppose Huda. But again, you have a choice. And you know, when you have to choose between Huda and Hawa, that is your test at that time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will definitely test us. Are you just going to follow people blindly? Or are you going to take it slowly, identify what things are? Is this really Huda? Is this Hawa? What is it? You identify it and then you choose wisely. Don't follow people blindly. So, قُلْ إِنَّ هُدَى اللَّهِ هُوَ الْهُدَى Now you know, whenever you're confused or you're scared, you're like, okay, I know this is the right thing to do, but like nobody's doing it. Nobody's doing it. I'm the only one. How am I supposed to do it? Nobody's getting up to pray. Nobody is dressing up the way I'm dressing up, for example. You feel afraid. It is scary. So in that situation, remember that guidance comes from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what that means is that you can only follow guidance if Allah helps you. So what should you do? Ask Allah for guidance. Ask Allah, Allahumma hdini. Oh Allah, guide me. Oh Allah, help me. The Prophet ﷺ said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ibadi, kullukum dal illa man hadaytu. Fastahduni ahdikum. Allah says that, Oh my servants, all of you are lost except for those whom I guide. So seek guidance from me and I will guide you. This is Allah's promise. Ahdikum. So whenever you know that, okay, this is what I should be doing, but I'm finding it very difficult to do it, what do you need to do? Ask Allah. Allahumma hdini. Oh Allah, guide me. Oh Allah, you guide me. You show me. You give me the strength. You give me the courage. And Allah will give you the courage. And if you turn away, then مَا لَكَ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِنْ وَلِيٍ وَلَا نَصِيرٍ Now we see that the Jews and the Christians, they thought that they were guided. Why? Because they were Jews. Because they were Christians. What do we learn over here? That guidance is not attached to a certain group. Just because you belong to a certain clique, certain group, that doesn't mean that by association you're guided. No. You're not guided by association. You're guided by what? By action. Meaning if you perform the right actions, then you're guided. We will listen to the recitation of these verses. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ لَوْ لَا يُكَلِّمُنَ اللَّهُ أَوْ تَأْتِينَا آيَةٌ كَذَلِكَ قَالَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ مِثْلَ قَوْلِهِمْ تَشَابَهَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ قَدْ بَيَّنَّ الْآيَاتِ لِقَوْمٍ يُوقِنُونَ إِنَّا 
So what do you learn from this ayah? Tell me something you've taken for yourself from this ayah. I think that you will have to make compromises with people in the dunya you like people who want you to do what they do and you will have to make compromises in certain situations but religion is not something that can be compromised upon because our religion in itself is we are what Allah wants us to be and that's what we should do yeah for many things i mean you have to make compromises right but then when it comes to the matter of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rights then that's not a place where we start compromising. The thing with compromise is that while it is good in some situations, it's not good in every situation. Like for example, has it ever happened that you go to a certain restaurant and eat food over there, and you're like, hmm, okay. And then you go to another restaurant and you eat the food and you're like, wow, like this is real stuff. This is original. There's a huge difference, right? The cuisine is the same. Maybe you ate biryani from two different places. And in one place, you felt like the biryani was made from some kind of a box or some kind of a mix or something. People just randomly put together chicken and food coloring and rice and things like that and lots of spice. And then you go to the other place and you're like, this has been made properly. Why is it that the first place you went to, it was not good? Why? Because they compromised a lot. Just to save money, what did they do? They compromise on the quality of the food. Because of that, the end product is not the same. You could call it chicken and rice, chicken and spicy rice, but you can't honor it with the term biryani. You can't do that. It would be an insult to biryani. Honestly, recently I ordered biryani from somewhere, and wallahi, it was like, I don't even know why they called it biryani. That's not what biryani is supposed to be. It looked like they took all the leftover chicken from like different places, and they shredded it and they spread it in the rice. And they just topped it up with some nuts and things like that. Like, come on. Nuts. I mean, that's not biryani. You could call it chicken rice, but don't insult it. Right? There's a lot of compromise there. So, rules are rules. When it comes to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have to stick to those rules. And if you compromise here and there just to please people, then you may think that you are doing what is right, but you're far from the truth. So one thing I learned from these verses is that being guided, like wanting to be guided, is like a desire in itself. Like the example you gave about looking for the phone, like you won't find it if you don't want to find it. The same way you won't be guided if you don't want to be guided. So you actually have to want that for yourself. Exactly. And once you have that real intention inside of you, Allah will bring you to the truth. The journey may be long, it may be difficult, it may be painful, but Allah will bring you. You may have to struggle a lot, 
But you will make it inshallah with Allah's help. But it all begins with an inner drive. Assalamu alaikum. The thing is, in our day, we start with making da'a. The first thing we do when we pray Salat al-Fajr, we start with, you know, in Surah al-Fatiha, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over and over and over toward the day, guide us to the straight path. It's within us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us the opportunity to ask for it constantly toward the day. And when you get guidance, you get the two most important things as human we need, protection and help, which desires cannot give you because it's a limited. Because anyone who goes with desires... Their help and their guidance and everything that they can give you, their money, everything is limited because it only comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who at the end is the provider? It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who will guide at the end of the day? It's Allah. But when you choose guidance, that even if you lost your friends, even that if you feel lonely, you are with the king of the world. You are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah will replace each friend, each struggle, each hardship with something greater that you can't imagine. And that is the beauty of guidance, that it's not limited to this world. It will continue for you. So may Allah always continue us in that path, inshallah. Ameen. Ameen. Ameen.